This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fit. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoors podcast presented by Herd Outdoors and Max Luer. I am back from the Southwest Washington headquarters of the WAO podcast. <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? Oh, Bobby's got his foreplay turkey call. We uh, figured out some technology, so uh, we're all three back together in a virtual setting. It feels like COVID all over again. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? It was it was kind of fun because Rich and I had a lot of fun on the last podcast while you weren't here. I heard. I heard. I, uh, I got drunk for a little while, but then, you know, all of a sudden, you guys did, you know, say some nice things about me, so that was nice. <laughs> Ultimately... We had to leave on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. Mmm. <laughs> Not my special have, coffee with the uh, Wood Family coffee. Spirits. Do you have any, Britain? I do, but I, see, today I don't have any Wood Family Spirits on me, so I am drinking uh, Doughball with 509 Spirits uh, Vanilla Cream Whiskey. Ooh, wow. So I got two whiskeys rocking in my special coffee cup. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. What do you got, Bobby? A special coffee. <laughs> you need to get by the microphone. I got ice special coffee with uh, Wood Family Spirits OG Vodka. Yeah, he's been on the OG Vodka kick. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he's doing some, He's trying to be healthier, so it's all clear liquids and hiking. Right. Right. It, it looks like water. Which yeah. is good, because uh, hiking means we're getting in shape. And today on the podcast, we have Todd West from Big River Archery in East Wenatchee to talk about uh, you know, preparing for archery season, arrows, and all sorts of stuff. So Yeah, it was a good conversation. We got him up here to the headquarters to talk oh, into so the microphone. Good audio. Oh, yeah, Perfect. good audio. That, now, does he do a lot of carbon fiber? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shafts? Is oh, that, yeah. Is that uh, That's the almost big, all. Is that really? I don't so, think you could find an aluminum shaft anymore. <laughs> no kidding? No, I don't think so. Oh, darn. We used to make a lot of them at, yeah. uh, at Loomis. Yeah. And it was... Uh, but that was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. But yeah, I don't think you could find an aluminum shaft. It's sort of like the aluminum shaft is uh, something for a museum at this point. I'll be darned. I know. It's yeah. crazy. Huh. So anyway, that's where we're going to talk a lot about that today and and getting ready for archery season. Todd's got a lot of good tips for folks who are archers, so it's good. Well, we need to get Britain's uh, father-in-law to listen to this podcast since uh, he's getting all wound up and excited about his uh, elk hunt. I know. They said they saw three animals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only takes one. See, and, and I sent Colton. I sent I sent Colton in there to basically spy and you know come back and give me the information, to see if it was worth our time going over there. And and he said no, no. Not worth the time. <laughs> I was I met Colton yesterday and handed him a backpack. I saw that. Yeah, that's great. He's going to be able to use that this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure and put it to good use. <laughs> he got the last I, large. Oh, the the WAO packs. Yeah, the Northwest Outdoorsman packs. Nice. I, I'm unfortunately having to close them out, so they're at cost right now. And I had a lar- one large left, and and he put in an order. I'm like, hey, I think I know that name. 
<laughs> so I delivered it to him. Beautiful. You guys just been scouting, not fishing. Yeah, I, we we suck. I I fish. Oh, Bobby fished. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Bobby's got a couple days of fishing in recently. Yeah. Now the one the one wasn't really a, a I I don't count it as a day of fishing. <laughs> you hooked into a fish though. Oh, I got I got about a oh fourteen pound chinook that we had to turn loose because it had a uh, it, it didn't get fin clipped in the hatchery and uh, <laughs> and I lost another another fish I got about maybe eight ten head shakes out of it but it, the the chinook fishing up here in the upper upper portion above Priest Rapids is is slowly dwindling down so huh. but the kokanee fishing on Chelan was good mm-hmm. yeah real good yeah you guys did well. Yeah, yeah. We went to uh, a first spot that we've been, uh, this time of the year, we always uh, head up lake and, and uh, head to a, a couple different spots. And we, we beelined right for a, a spot that we wanted to hit. And we actually uh, actually struggled. We, we ended up catching like 14 fish in like three hours. And, and finally I said, you know, let's go. Let's head back down and uh, go to the other spot that we wanted to hit. We went down to the other spot. And, of course, it was blowing about eight to ten and yeah, well, you know just land what do you expect exactly and, <laughs> and so it's blowing and we start fishing and of course you're crab walking across you can't run a line we literally couldn't keep three rods in the in the water let alone four wow. and uh, we we caught the other uh the other 16 fish in less than an hour wow and that was with losing you know yeah. probably six eight fish huh. so huh. It, it, it was good it was good huh. I haven't fished since the end of July. How about you, Britton? Last I fished was we all went at sockeye fishing up at Bristol. Oh, yeah, that's been yeah. middle of middle of July. Middle of July, yeah. That's the last. That's the last time I fished it's until a, the other day. It's just a weird summer. I know. I know. I have been so busy and yeah. just not been able to go. It's just so weird yeah. this year. Anyway. Yeah, it, you're gonna go salmon fishing this week, aren't you, Britton? Yeah, Brian called me last night like 9.45. I didn't answer that one, but uh, I'll give him a call back today. I think I'm going to go to get out with him one of the evenings or mornings this week. So Good. I'll tell you what, just looking at the numbers coming over the dam, you should get out there right now. I mean, the numbers went from like uh, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 12,000, 17,000, <laughs> 21,000. It was like 21 yesterday. So th- there's a lot of fish coming through. Yeah. Right. I, I've done a little squaw fishing down uh, below Bobby's mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is what you're saying is you haven't found any steelhead yet? There's no steelhead down there. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I saw uh, Corey out there the other day, too. He wanted to know where his, where nice. his uh, shirt was. They'll be live today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Corey. Uh, Corey. Corey was uh, grew up with uh, Britain. Oh, okay. went to school with Britain, and he's uh, uh, the boys' cousin. Gotcha. He's he's been he's our only listener. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's, he's, our, he's, our he's one of our three listeners. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alyssa, Corey, yeah, and, and somebody else. Yeah, some yeah. guy, some yeah, some, some drunk under the bridge. <laughs> exactly. Some guy who's got <laughs> lives in a box. <laughs> Those are our listeners. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys have both been out there hiking around, getting ready for uh, hunting season. How's the uh, in shapeness coming? Hey, I did eleven days in a row of hiking up the hill over here, getting over ten thousand steps for eleven days straight. So I'm feeling pretty good. I may not look like nice. I'm in shape. But... 
I still resemble round. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> I, I, I got up this morning and 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 uh, I'm I'm kind of dragging. I you know I've been off for like four days and I get out there and, and I'm about ready to take off and oh my god I get blinded by lightning. And then I'm thinking, man, maybe going up on top of the rock up there is not a good idea at this time in the morning, you know. But I thought, you know, that'll be kind of cool. So I zipped up there real quick and and uh, real quick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got up there and, and tried to take a few pictures, but you know, the, there was just everything was all sheet lightning, and I mean, it was going off everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. it was big, pretty cool. We had a big storm, Britain. Well, we had. I guess it was last Thursday. We had an incredible storm, and uh, I was up at 4 o'clock and just went out and watched it. Dogs were freaking out. I guess, like, thunder and lightning's not too common down here. No. But, uh, no. All day tomorrow, we have thunderstorms, too. So I'm pretty stoked for that. Give me a little taste to home. Because oh. right now, it's just the last two days, just been gray, a little misty, and I hate that. Yeah. Get, welcome get, welcome, welcome to Southwest. Throw, 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 get used to that, buddy. <laughs> Throw in some traffic, and I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> you, you definitely are. Yeah. <laughs> Though Wenatchee's traffic was horrid when I left, so. Yeah. Well, that happens. Yeah. That that happens between 3 and 5, and yeah. then it's, it's over. Then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, hunting season coming up, and we've got fishing still to do. We've got... Uh, oh, it's just starting. Oh, I know. Everything... I, I'm excited. I am too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm excited. That's why we ha- we got Todd in here because I thought it'd be good for hunting season. This archery, of course, we got bear going on. That's what I'm going to be doing here this next week down in Oregon. But um, everybody's getting ready for archery season, so I thought maybe it'd be great to have Todd. You know, and it's crazy because I've known Todd a long time. He just lives right down there, and I don't know why we didn't yeah. get him on before this. But it was a great conversation. So. Good. Should we jump into it? That was your that was your key. That was, that your, was cute. That was your cue. You got teed up. We were ready. All right. Well, let's jump no, hold, into whoa, it. Hold it. I'm I'm not ready. <laughs> Jesus. I think the okay, technology. Okay, I, I think the technology's failing. Okay, us. I'm ready now. All right. Well, we're gonna jump into a conversation with Todd West with Big River Archery to talk a little archery. So, um, we will be right back. Well, today I'm visiting with Todd West of Big River Archery down in East Wenatchee. Thanks for coming up, Todd. Thanks, Richie, for having me. Yeah, uh, longtime fan of yours, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you know, uh, this is kind of crazy. I don't know why we haven't done this uh, before now. It's nice because you're close and you can be here in studio. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. And I know I when we came up with this, when you asked me, I was like, we should have done this before. A long time ago. <laughs> long time. I know. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of like sometimes, you know, friends and you just kind of yep. go like that and yep. go, what the hell? Yep. So uh, before we get started, we we're going to talk about archery hunting and kind of prepping for the season because it's upon us. It is. It's very timely right yep. now. But uh, it might be good for folks to get to know you. So t- tell, tell everybody about yourself a little bit. Well, I grew up in the Wenatchee Valley. Mm -hmm. I'm a fourth generation West around here. Um, 
born and raised in Wenatchee, spent a lot of time up at our cabin at Lake Wenatchee. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into archery when I was about 10 years old. Mm. Uh, folks wouldn't give me a BB gun, and they <laughs> thought a bow and arrow would be, uh, you know, harmless. Um, little did they know. <laughs> little did they know that it would lead to just a, a, a long passion yeah. of, of archery. I'm ever since I've been a little kid. Um, you know, 13 years old, I was writing letters to Fred Bear. I mean, we had multiple correspondence <laughs> over the years. And awesome. I grew up reading the magazines and the stories. And it's just archery has sucked me in since, uh, you know, ever since I, my first arrow flung. Oh, yeah. um, It'll do that to you. Yeah. And now to do <laughs> what I'm doing now, it's just, it's kind of that progression. You know, I want other people to, you know, see what archery is about. And, you know, I... A lot of people say, you know, archery is a sport, but in a lot of ways, it's a lifestyle. That's the way I feel about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, trying to get people down the going down the right path and, right. and get on the right foot because it is an amazing sport, but it can also be, as both you and I know, it can be a very frustrating sport. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you want to make sure people are, are getting off on the right foot to really enjoy it because, you know, it is, it's very rewarding. It's a, oh, and it God. is a life sport. I mean, you and I are, you know, we're getting oh. up there, but we're still shooting. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. As long as, uh, my fingers and wrists and shoulders all hang on, I'll, I'll be pulling that bow back as, as long as I can do it. Right. And if not, we'll find a way you <laughs> we'll can figure, figure out it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me how uh, long have you had your uh, archery shop? So Big River Archery has been, this will be my eighth year. Eight. Um, and, you know, every year I say it's, uh, you know, especially this time of year and, you know, it's a hot day. And yeah. I always say it's my last year. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I get through August and uh, September rolls around and I'll start getting the pictures from uh, customers that have come right. in and said, hey, Todd, thanks for helping me out. And I'm like, I'm back in the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's rewarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very rewarding. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's uh, I'm a one man show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so I'm doing everything. And plus, you know, I have a regular full time job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is, you know, I'm doing this because I love the sport. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, honestly, I don't advertise. I'm word of mouth. And, you know, one good person tells another good person. And that's just kind of how I've operated for eight mm-hmm. years. And now. I've got people from all over the state coming to see yeah. me and, and everybody's a friend. Everybody yeah. that comes in yeah. leaves a friend. And, you know, the downside is, is I always laugh, you know, on some of the social media forums, everybody's going, I want to start an archery shop. You know, what do I got to do? And I'm like, if you like shooting your bow and hunting, that's probably the last, last thing, thing you, you want to do. do. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, it for me, it's rewarding. It's getting yeah. to live vicarious through other yeah. people's yeah. adventures and just helping folks. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I've always been intrigued with the equipment, you know, ever since I've, mm-hmm. I've been a little kid and just the variety and the difference and how everybody can be. It's super individual. I mm-hmm. mean, there is something out yeah. there for everybody and everybody's unique. You really never see one guy shooting, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing as another oh, guy. No. So no. it's, uh, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good thing. It's been a good life, yeah. good sport. And I've made a lot of good connections. Yeah. I mean, that's how I met you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and you've helped me out a lot over the, the past couple of years and I really appreciate it. And it's nice to, I always liked a local archery shop where you knew the guy and, sure. you know, I, I've uh, used some other places in town and they're very busy. Oh, absolutely. It's not as personal. Right. And that's what I like about, you know, going right. to somebody like you. And right. and so it's been great to 
to get to know you and and have that kind of relationship. And I'm not a very needy bow hunter. I don't need a oh, lot no, of things. You're super I, easy. I like my stuff pretty basic, and I yep. don't I don't like to change. That's probably because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, you, I, I haven't worn India yet. We're working no, on changing that. <laughs> but we did get together. Maybe we'll start out there. We yeah. did get together here the other day, and I've had an I had an issue that I have never had in the thirty five years I've been bow hunting, and I had a string come off mm-hmm. uh, when I was letting down. And then you said <laughs> you just laughed and you said, "Oh, yeah, happens all the time." I'm like, "Well." No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what ha- you know, what goes on there? Well, you know, a lot of people. You did it the right way. If you were going to have to have that happen, you had an arrow knocked. You had to release on there. The classic time that we actually get a derail uh, when we're letting down. Guys will get out of the truck, right? Okay, and we're ready to go hunt, but we're going to pull our bow just to make sure we're warmed up, whatever. I usually see a lot more in the late season. Mm-hmm. Typically, folks are wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's colder, so they are a little stiffer. But what happens on that front hand is when they go to let down, and as soon as that cam rolls over, yeah. they're taking their hand and they're torquing their hand. Well, if you, if you look at what effect that has on the cam, is the cam's going one way, you're holding the string solid, and it's basically jumping that string jumping the out of the cam there. track. Yeah. So yeah. it, you know, it happens. And, and what I try and tell people is, you know, if, if you're going to do that, make sure you knock an arrow and you got everything. Yeah. Point it in a safe direction. But that's probably not the best way no. to start your <laughs> start well, your morning off. Well, no. And I'm. it's a classic thing because I do it mm-hmm. too. I, I yeah. mean, I've always kind of like, oh, God, I don't know if I can pull this back today. Ah, you yeah. know, pull that yeah. out. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm good to go. And away we go. But I've never had that happen, but I could see how, you know, given what you told me, it could happen. So I'll be real cautious about that in the future. Well, you know, this year has been really interesting because I've had more dry fires, more derails than I ever have. And, and, you know, those are typically more accidents. But, you know, working on people's forms this year, I've kind of coined this year as the the year (laughs) of the front hand. Uh, a lot of people are having a lot of problems with that front hand and the torque. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they're making modern bows with the thin grips um, anymore. I mean, you remember when we sure. were starting and it was like holding the two by four in your hands. Correct. And now we've got these very sleek, you know, right. because we don't want a lot of hand contact. But it's amazing how, you know, that front hand controls so much of your shot. And yep. it's so easy to torque the bow. Yep. And you can correct a lot of supposed what people would would term as tuning issues right right it's more of a form issue than a tuning oh sure so so that's been a big part and and i guess maybe that's what um kind of sets me apart a little bit from others is i like to do a lot of you know for whatever it's worth a lot of coaching and helping Mm -hmm. people on their form um because in archery and I always, I always kind of make this joke about archers. You know, they're they're like bass fishermen. If you tell them that this plug or this lure is going to catch more fish, they're going to they're, they're going to buy it. Oh yeah. Archery is the same way. You know, something new comes out, and guys, right. oh, it's going to make me shoot better. It's like I got to get this. This is what right. I got to get. We try and get into this equipment race mm-hmm. uh, to be a better archer. Where right. you know, if we can just go back to the keeping it simple and working the on basics. ourselves in the form, yeah, that is that's 
you know, 90%, yeah. you know, is, is going to make you a better archer than buying the latest and greatest gadget. And, so. I, and I know for myself when I'm not shooting well, if I'm consistently shooting left or maybe a little high, those are things that are on me sure. usually. Like I am mm-hmm. squeezing the grip. Right. Oh, yeah, let go, you dummy. You're squeezing the grip, you know, right. loosen your fingers. Yeah. You know, just let that set right in the old chicken fat of your of your hand. <laughs> right. And then right. Uh, the other thing would be is, you know, if you're not keeping your head down, I have a, sometimes I have a tendency to, you know, want to raise and look. And, and that's, uh, you know, when I very first started bow hunting, that's why I missed a lot of animals because I always want to see the arrow it's fly. The arrow. Exactly. And see where it was going to go instead of just staying on my pin. So I know that for me personally, a lot of my problems have to do with form. And that then just becomes something you should practice, 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 yeah. shoot a lot, because yeah. then it becomes easier. Well, and absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think we live in the era of now with, uh, you know, all the, the internet and everything. There's a lot of information out there right. on, on how to be a better archer. I mean, you, you think about sure. when we started, we had, you know, the archer's Bible, you had Fred Bear's bow hunting encyclopedia, you, had, you know, some Chuck Adams, you know, stuff that was yep. out there. And, you know, there wasn't a lot, you know, on the form and, no. and whatnot. And so now... And we live in the West, okay? So mm-hmm. per capita, you know, there's not a lot of archery shops. You go to the Midwest, these these coast, there's, you know, there's Everywhere. hundreds of archery yep. shops. And there's bigger events. And, and so, you know, it's opportunities to get coaching. And to mm-hmm. most of us out here in the West, because we are isolated, smaller populations, a lot of us are self-taught. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but now I think this, this new modern uh, generation of archers, they have a lot more information at their disposal to be a better archer yeah you know you think about the old days and having the opportunities oh. that we had it would be sure nice to have those equipment we have now oh my and gosh. to know what we knew back then what we know now <laughs> you know i can oh. remember just thinking you know we shot i i didn't change i think you're the one who changed me over from aluminum shafts to yes to carbon yes and that's how that's uh-huh. how long I didn't want to change. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, because uh-huh. you've only been in business eight years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, uh, in the, we were shooting uh, aluminum, and mm-hmm. you, when you would shoot, it's like lobbing something at the target. You know, the bows weren't near as fast, for one thing. And so you had a lot of, a lot of arc in your arrow flight, heavy arrows. And, and if you missed and they went on the ground, they bent, and you'd be spinning them to see if you could shoot them again. It's like, dang oh, it, yeah. I put a little X on that one because I shot it. You know, it's like it, 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 the, the changes in the technology is just unreal. And I think uh, the bows got faster. They weren't as forgiving. And now you've got speed and forgiveness. Absolutely. I mean, if you think of the old, I mean, I grew up shooting Martin bows, you know, just, yep, just like you. Too. And you yep. think about back in the 80s, you know, some of those bows and, and what our accuracy was. I mean, if you were hitting a paper plate at 30 yards, it was like, uh, I know. oh, this is I know. great. Yeah, right. You know, now you the, the level of, you know, uh, efficiency and, and our accuracy at 30 yep. yards, you're probably not shooting at the same spot right. a lot of times because talking about arrows, arrows aren't cheap no they're um, not <laughs> but it has made for better performance you yeah. know the carbon you think about all the different sizes i mean you probably remember going through the eastern charts and i, I did mean, it was oh my gosh i mean it's all over the place and what's going to work and, and and then it was a trial and error thing yep you know now with the carbon arrows you have such a a broader spine range and a broader uh, range of where those arrows are going to work and i will say arrows are a 
are a huge hot topic right now. I mean, mm-hmm. and all the social media forums and a lot of the, the, the experts and, and there's a lot of debate and it's very heated right now. Mm. You were talking about the lightness of arrows, you know, yes. so arrow weight is a huge debate right now. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. I, part of me is, is frustrated with that because there's a lot of infighting among mm-hmm. groups you yeah, know, about, yeah. oh, you got to have, you know, there's the 650 grain arrow club and then yeah. there's the, you know, I'm a supersonic, you know, 325 grain arrow yeah. guy. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all archers, but, but arrows, I tell people a hundred dollar bow and a thousand dollar bow with matched arrows you put in a shooting machine, they're going to shoot in the same hole. Mm. But if you have mismatched arrows, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much your bow costs, what you put into it. It's never going to shoot in the same hole. So, so, Take the time, put the money into your arrows. That yeah. is the that is the most important part. And a match set of arrows. But the the machining tolerances, you know, how arrows are made now, it's becoming so much that even the lower end arrows, we used to, you know, in the old yes. days, we used to talk straightness. You had your 006, your 003, and your 001 right. uh, being the best. Nowadays, and as you know, we've messed with your arrows a little bit. Yep. We also talk about diameter. You know, yep. now we have micro reduced and standard. So <laughs> there's so many more choices out there that navigating that can be um, can be a little overwhelming, especially for for newcomers. Um, so the question you kind of ask, and and what I try and do with folks is, let's build the arrow for not the perfect shot, but maybe a shot that's a little bit off. Maybe mm-hmm. catch a catch the corner of a rib, maybe the tip of a scapula. You right. know, let's do what we can to make the most efficient, the the most lethal arrow that we can Absolutely. for your setup. And yeah. and that's at the end of the day, all the arrow debate that that it shouldn't be. It should be just what is going to work for you as an individual Excellent. for the game that yeah. you're pursuing. Yeah. And and let's make the best arrow that we can. And, and I'll just go back to my thing. For somebody who's thinking about getting into archery, and you know, like you say, most folks that have been doing it for a while set in their ways. But you're thinking about getting into archery. My, my advice for you is to go with the most basic kind of setup that you can get that works well and have success with that. And then you can experiment with, I want uh, yep. a little faster arrow flight. Yep. I, I want a flatter shooting setup. Whatever those things are that you want to try then yeah. then go there but if you're going to hunt you want stuff that's real reliable not a lot of moving parts and uh that's what you that's what you want that's how you want to get started and, Abs- absolutely and then, and then after that you can get all the wing ding high yeah. whiz bang stuff you want right <laughs> and, and you know it's interesting because i am a lot of peeves I have with the archer industry. But but one of the things that I am super happy to see is that when we talk about beginning setup, you know, mm-hmm. it used to be considered junk. I mean, super low end. But I think a lot of these companies now are starting to realize that they may be budget type bows and stuff. Right. But performance wise, they're everything. I mean, you may yeah. be giving up some speed, you may be giving up some lightness. Yeah, whatever. But it doesn't, the, I, the stuff now to even oh at the yeah. beginning level is fantastic. That's the way I feel too. You don't need to spend no. a fortune to get into archery. And, and, and then like I say, you can save for that thing that you really want later on. That's yeah. not a problem, but there's a lot of good brands out there Absolutely. that shoot really well. I agree. And very reliable. And uh, usually, like I said, I'm kind of the guy that stays in my stuff for quite a while and I'm due for a new bow. But if you're going five to eight years, yeah, you probably want to change yeah and the thing is i mean and i always tell people and this is this is a super bad business model but because <laughs> i i sell bows yeah 
but guy comes in and he's had a bow for four years and I'm like, okay, you're fine. Shooting it good. You're great. You don't need to drink the Kool-Aid and find the advertisement that this is going debtors, not a word. So you've been killing harvesting elk and deer with this bow just fine. The new one probably isn't going to, yes, there's going to be benefits, less vibration potentially more speed. The speed's pretty much topped out in the right. industry right now. Um, lightness. I mean, you shot my bow oh last night. Oh my gosh, dude, that's a mistake for me. So, <laughs> okay, that was a good business move on my part. <laughs> oh man, you put a bow like that in my hand. I'm like, oh God, I need one. But I probably shot mine for almost 10 years. Uh, yeah, that's, you're, yeah. I'm, it's I'm, getting close. It is, it's getting close. Um, and, and Did I buy that one from you? You did. I, so yeah, and that was must and you have been upgraded ro- from a bow that was about ten years. Yeah, I did. Before that. Yeah, so we've been whatever eight eight yeah. years or so. Yeah, you were and, right when I first started. Yeah, so it's about eight years. It's yeah. about eight years, and and we I did I feel like there's a little wear after what we were looking at. Oh yeah, and yeah. so that's kind of where I'm at. And the other thing is, is that I like the fact that we're gone back to longer bows now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I yes. I appreciate that because they went so I agree. S- small, you know, kind of short, you know, for a while there. And so that one that you had showed me it was really nice. Yeah, that was And a- that's a reason I would want to go ahead and upgrade. Yep, I agree. But anyhow, so all right, let's talk about this. So yeah. right now folks are uh getting ready to go hunting and they're a couple weeks out. We're a little late probably to be talking about some of these things, but <laughs> typically for somebody like me has been shooting for 35 years. I usually start sometime in July Yep. and really start shooting. In the early days, I would start in May Yeah, right. and I would shoot pretty regular. Now I, I shoot maybe a month before just every now and then I'll go shoot anyway, but I mean, I just shoot about a month before kind of seriously. What, what are your recommendations for folks? So what you just described is, is probably 90% of the folks yeah. in the area. They're bow hunters. Yeah. You know, we don't have a large target, contingency group so speaking from bow hunters that's about right they're going to start thinking in july draws have come out they know what they're going to be doing for the fall so it's time to get going so you might have had that bow in your case sitting in the corner of your shop there you go whatever and we're going to go pull it out for the first time we put it in at the end of the late season maybe it was dry maybe it was snowy who knows <laughs> but we knew the late season was over and we were moving on to duck hunting yeah. or whatever yeah yeah um so you open the bow and you look and like huh okay what shape is my string in? okay you know, and that's really you know strings that's probably one of the most important parts of it. without a string cables and everything synthetic now it's not like the old days when we had the steel cables those would last forever right these things they they do have a lifespan You've got to take care of those. So when you open it up and you start to see fraying and, you know, you've got the dirt and the sticks in it from your last hunt of the season. And, and a lot of guys, the first thing they'll say, well, I got to wax my string. And I was like, okay, wax is good. But what I see a lot of is that there is so much over waxing going on yeah. that it's, it's, it's unbelievable because wax tends to, and there's lots of different kinds out there, but it tends to um, attract the dirt, yeah, attract, yeah, yeah. you know, everything. So that's the first thing I look at when somebody brings, brings me their bows. What mm. condition is your string in? Are okay. your serving separated around the cans? There you go. Uh, is your knock loop, your D loop, which is crazy because that little piece of string mm-hmm. is your life. Yep. You know, if that breaks or it's bad, in bad Got shape. Somewhere, yeah. And if you break that on a hunt, 
You're, and you don't have an extra, you're done. You're, you you're know, screwed. these bows, yeah. you're not shooting them with fingers anymore. No. Those days are long gone. No. And <laughs> you're so definitely not doing that. That's just, you know, you want to replace that every year. It's cheap, but the insurance behind it and what the, just knowing that that's going to hold for you. And, and we live in Washington. If you get an opportunity a year, good for you, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you need to capitalize on that. So string is, is the most important. Right. A lot of times, maybe people keep the arrows in their quiver yeah. and they're just shoved in their bag. So you've got veins that have you yeah. know, taken an odd shape. You know, maybe you're bending your knocks and knocks are super important. Nobody pays attention to their knocks, mm-hmm. which that is the connection to the string yeah. arrow. That is it. Knocks are cheap, folks. And if you see an ear that's bent, replace your knocks. I mean, that yeah. is a simple, simple fix. Yeah. But it's good to go. What I tell everybody is after a while, take your bow and tap it. Mm-hmm. Start listening. You got screws loose. A lot of the bows now have modules on the cams. Yeah. Little screws that can back out. Tighten those up. Um, your sight screws. I mean, again, it's not, they're, they're fairly not complicated systems, right. but compared to when we started, oh, yeah. they're a lot more complicated. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more, more parts yeah. to them. So there are things. Is your rest worn? Um, mm-hmm. You know, now we have cable driven and limb driven rests with that attach with with another string right what condition is that string yeah. in um so there's simple little checks did you bang your limb i always when i get bows into tune I'll, first thing i'll do is i'll take my fingers and i'll and feel, i'll run them down it. the limb are mm-hmm. there are the limbs in good shape is yeah. there any splintering the other thing that causes a lot of cam wear is cams okay so when a guy goes um you know when folks go and they put their bow down and they want to use their binocular mm-hmm. they'll put it the bottom cam right in the dirt you know mm-hmm. i have to tell people put it on the tip of your boot if you yeah, always do that. set it on my foot yeah. right mm-hmm. and that protects yeah. it but you'll see that you know they'll set it on a rock and they get little burrs <laughs> on that bottom and that's just gonna cut your string yeah, that's so not good. <laughs> that, that's a you know and that's a, a point of um again some education mm-hmm. but also um just something a preseason check because the more you shoot that, that little burr is just going to cut and cut yeah. and cut your string until right. you have a catastrophe and dry fires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not with the, not yeah. with the modern bows with how much energy yeah. they store. It, it just never turns out good. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. My, my biggest uh, problem is I usually stick a bloody arrow in there and then throw it in the case, but um, sure. I always leave my case open. Yep. I have a soft sided yep. case and I just yep. leave it open and I hate it when my not, my fletching and my knocks are like under pressure. I'm like, oh yeah, that just drives me nuts. Yeah. So I'm, yep. I'm always, I always have it open, but yeah. I, I did find a bloody arrow in my quiver. Oh yeah. I stuck it in there and forgot that I had it in there. <laughs> so I pulled that out. My, huh? Yep. There was the killer arrow. That's sweet. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. that was the last time I shot it. Yeah. But, Obviously, you're already helping the process by letting your bow dry out. But oh yeah. What I tell people is. As far as their strings go, at the end of the season, it's okay to wax them a little bit, but there's another part of that that is super important is because we don't want to, we get too much wax buildup in the strings Mm -hmm. and you can lose up to five feet per second on your bow just Mm -hmm. because that wax will, so wax is good, too much wax is not good good at all. Yeah. So I'll tell people just wax, use your fingers. That's what I do. There's other products on the market like, um, you know, leather, you know, people rubbing there. On these new modern synthetic yeah. strings, you do not want to apply any heat whatsoever. Oh, gosh, no. no. So whatever your fingers can generate and, and rub it in, that's all you need. Yeah, that's what I always do. And then as soon as you get done, take <clears throat> a piece of string and just kind of wrap around the strings and draw it down uh, on, mm. on those strings. And that will draw, you will be amazed 
at how much gunk that, that oh, yeah. pulls off your string. And the end result should be a, a string that looks like kind of like a glass rod. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of string cleaning products on the market, but if you really want to impress your significant other, you can go to the store and buy just pledge furniture wipes, <laughs> and you can get a lot of bonus points, but it's also because it's the same chemical in there that they put in a lot of the string cleaning stuff that oh, costs you a fortune. I gotcha. Just wipe your string Pledged. down at the end. That's a, great, that's a great tip. Another mistake that I see a lot of people making is they wax their servings. Boy, I can't. I don't do that. Yeah, no. I don't like nobody it on, should be waxing their servings. I don't like it on my no because what will happen is that wax will get into those fibers yeah. and underneath and it starts to unravel your serving yeah that's not good so folks just wax the string part mm. that's that's yeah. the that's a tip from your bow guy because yeah. i get those in it's like oh and you got to break the news don't buy yeah i'm gonna have to reserve no, or we're gonna have to get a new string so yeah one of the two <laughs> now string life I compare strings are better when you buy a bow off the shelf mm-hmm. from a store. Okay, so fact, like we, they're termed factory strings. They're way better than what they used to be five years ago, six years ago, when all these new materials started coming on mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. They, they were horrible. They are getting better, but I still compare them to like stock tires on your truck. You're going to, if you get 40,000 miles out of them, great. But you know, aftermarket string that's pre stretched, um, that's made with high end materials, um, that's going to get you. For a guy like you that shoots as much as you do, two, three years, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. take good care of it. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, you'd buy a $1,100 bow, and the first things people would do is have to invest in a new string because the strings are garbage. And that was, that's again, another yeah. peeve of mine right. with the archery industry is you're going to pump out these high-dollar bows. Put a good string on it. At least put a thing. good string on it. Yeah. And, and so that industry side is coming around. Yeah. But still, a lot of my business is is strings. strings. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll do 80 plus string jobs in the yeah. summer, but I tell people the new strings, you're guaranteed no peep rotation, no right. serving separation in a lot of these companies for up to a year. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. So it's getting better. It's just, it's just those simple things at the end mm-hmm. of the season is yeah. just protecting that investment. Yeah. Um, and it's going to, it's going to get you a lot of years. Yeah. I always think uh, just treat your bow like yeah, you would a rifle absolutely with a scope on it. That's right. why I I'm, I'm kind of particular about it just for those reasons. But sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So you did mention you put a bloody arrow back in your quiver. I did. Yep. So one of the things that I, mean, I, I always also see a lot I of. do that a lot. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> if I can find the thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, is is your broadheads? Yeah, that is the probably one of the that's the most important part of the arrow mm-hmm. is your broadhead. Right. And we have the late season around here. So we get snow, you know, we get rain yeah. and people leave them. The newer quivers, not so much because they don't have the foam on the inside. Mm-hmm. But, but folks will leave their broadheads jammed in their quiver oh, yeah, and all they year rust. Long. They rust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you're going to get a stainless steel, which there's a few models out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It, it's harder to sharpen. Um, it's just. You need to take care of your broadheads. They're not oh, yeah. cheap. Here's the deal, you know, even if it wasn't snowing when you last went, <laughs> but it was 10 degrees and you come inside, your bow is going to sweat. Yes. Because it's yes. just like the inside of a window or the outside of a glass. That's what's going to happen. And so you want to dry, dry it out right, right away. Absolutely. And so that's, that's kind of an important part. Um, and there are parts on your bow that will rust. Oh, yeah. Most screws, I mean, they're... Screws. Yeah. I, I, I went on an archery hunt in alaska uh, many oh. years ago and we were in the islands in the salt water <laughs> on a boat oh. and i got back and i was looking at my bow going what 
because all my screws got rusted from the salt air because I was up there for and it rained and everything and it's like holy cow and so they will rust yeah that makes your bow guy twitchy I'm over it here made just me about twitch it. too I was like what the hell but it was worth it was worth oh it. yeah it's just those little things yeah. to look over I mean you know broadheads again making sure the rays are sharp you know oh, before yeah. you're going out um, yeah don't use that one that I yeah. shot until I until I take it to the workshop, and then it will. Yeah, be. there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, that's pretty. Those are great tips, Todd. Uh, we've been talking for almost a half hour now, but I do want to ask you, what do you got coming up this year? Are you got anything exciting? Speaking oh, of going places, I lost uh, my hunting partner uh, about four years ago. My son went off to college down yeah. in Idaho. I uh, just graduated, so we used to do a lot of big hunts. Yeah, I used to go to Idaho, but now I'm. I'm kind of trying to get back into to a lot of local haunts. local stuff. Yeah. So this year, um, I've got plans. I want to backpack in and do oh, a sweet. high mountain archery mule deer. Oh man, that's and awesome! It's something I've wanted to do for a long time, but the elk hunting's gotten the way because we've always tried to plan for that and try sure. to be in Idaho for that. Now that he's kind of on his path and yeah. just can't make it home, <laughs> it leaves me a little bit free time to go do that. Oh, so wow. I'm excited about that. I just haven't had the opportunity to, to, for a September, put the backpack on, out, the teepees were out there, you know, Sweet. for four or five days. I just, I'm super excited about that. And it's one of those things I want to do before I'm yeah, you before know, we can't. Before we can't. Yeah. So I figured I better get I on it. You. That <laughs> so, sounds awesome. Yeah, so we do that. And then if, you know, that's not successful, we, um, we're we fortunate enough to, to, my wife's side of the family has um, their big wheat ranchers out in the Cooley City. Area. Oh, right. And so we got our know, late archery out there. Yeah, late yeah. archery. And I mean, even in the end, of, you know, towards the part of the early season, I love going out oh, there. Yeah. I mean, the deer are everywhere. It's just a constant all day spot and stock. And, mm-hmm. and that's just a blast. I mean, mm-hmm. that is yeah. that is so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I've to be been out doing that country. too. It's really fun. I enjoy that. The late season is great, and we have our place yeah. out there now, so we yep. just go and stay. Oh, that's right, you do. Yes, and that's really, really fun. So, yeah, yeah. That's and a good you're, deal. you know, there's not a, you don't see people. I yeah. mean, they're just not a, everybody's either elk hunting or yeah. you know, on their out of state stuff, or they're and, or they're waterfowl or doing yeah. something else at this yeah. time. You know. So. so my plan is to just kind of re. Uh, refined the area. I mean, I grew up when a teenager hunting around here, and then you just kind of get yeah. away from it. And I, I want to get back into that. We have such a an amazing area around here, beautiful country, and uh, I just want to go experience that again. You know, I miss we have, it. and we have really good mule deer opportunities. So something like that is pretty cool. The whole Cascades, and and it's really like you said, getting up into this high country. Oh. It's almost like going somewhere anyway, because there's so many places that I haven't been, and I. I spent my career working in these mountains, right. you know, and I still, there's lots and lots of places I'd like to go. Yep. So that's yep. a great idea. Yep. I love so it. I'm starting now. <laughs> yeah. I got a few years left, yeah. I feel. Good for you. <laughs> okay. I know you say you don't do any advertising, but you just did. So oh. now you got to tell people how we get a hold of you. So best way to get a hold of me uh, is I usually just give them my cell phone number. I'm with my other job. I'm on call 24 yeah. seven and it's kind of the best way. So 509-670-5591. You know, the other thing you talked about, the personal experience, yeah. is I schedule folks because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I want to spend that time with you. Yeah. So I'm usually, I run Monday through Thursday, um, and I'm usually trying to open by 5, mm-hmm. and I try and schedule people on an hour basis there depending on the job. But I want to spend time with you. I want to make sure that what we are doing for you is you are getting set up yeah. right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I how I operate. And 
you know, the weekends, I'm, I'm definitely selfish on the weekends, yeah. and, and I'm usually <laughs> at my cabin at Lake Wenatchee, but a lot of times I service my Upper Valley customers. Yeah. If I'm passing through town, yeah. you know, I've got a lot of people up in yeah. the Plain area, Leavenworth area, and I can help them out then, and I'll see my customers at our archery shoots. You know, we just finished the Northwest Mountain Challenge at Stevens Pass mm-hmm. two weekends ago. and Do a uh, face-to-face and Yeah, get to get see everybody, yeah. and, you know, that's always a... Speaking of advertising, that's always a good place because they'll yeah. see their their bow guy. I need some arrows, yeah. and it's like that's a great place to <laughs> make, some, make some close sales. some deals. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well there you go. So uh, give Todd a call. Give him that number one more time. Five zero nine six seven zero five five nine one. Perfect. Thank you, Todd. I, I really appreciate you coming up and visiting with me today. Richie, thanks for having me. Uh, like I said, a longtime fan, and I appreciate what you do. You bet. Talk to you later. Thanks. That show the other day, that was a crack up. As long as I catch one more than him, that's all that matters. That's all. <laughs> I conceded. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is, you know, you, you expect Ed, you expect Ed to catch. A, I mean, Ed only caught like one or two fish total. I I know. God. <laughs> We're talking about an upcoming episode of the Northwest Outdoorsman. You'll have to tune in and watch on Root Sports this fall. Britton and Bobby had a little bit of competition going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I got nothing. I just, I'm in the boat. I'm just fishing, man. I, you know, it was anything I, he could do. I could do better. Yeah. And we did that over and over and over <laughs> again. And then I was just tired of grinding and that Bobby just catch the last fish. <laughs> oh God. You didn't let anybody do anything ever. <laughs> it got cold and it was disgusting and you know we weren't we weren't slaying them so i was like all right i'm done and you caught like one more bass cute <laughs> no he caught a walleye right there. yeah end. yeah yeah the last the last the walleye last walleye <laughs> well if you haven't noticed we've started already and you should maybe notice that britain has a different sound we're still trying to get this technology thing figured out, and uh, I had a speaker I thought might work better, and it does sound better. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know. If you we... guys, all the technology is on the older side of the camera here, so, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we're doing okay, but uh, we'll see if the finished product is. We'll get it dialed in, though. We are going to get it dialed in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since somebody bagged on us. Yeah, someone so far away that we have to yeah. use all this technology. Exactly. I got wires running everywhere in here, Britain. Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing the internet even works out here in the boonies. Well, it doesn't work great because you we you just move like you're, uh, I don't know, a yeah. Tron. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I need, I'm probably connected on the wrong network right now. And if I decided to switch it at this point it would uh, create some more difficulties. So we're just going to work with the audio and the video portion. doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we have 10 minutes left in this particular Zoom meeting. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good conversation with Todd, even though we're kind of free-flowing here. <laughs> Todd's uh, very knowledgeable, and he does a really good job. And if you, you're looking, if you're in the Wenatchee Valley or really anywhere in north-central Washington and you need a good 
arch archery shop. Todd's the place. Well, you know, it, I told you we used to make those shafts. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Gary was one of the first ones to ever make a graphite shaft when he was at, at Lama Glass. Yeah. And, but they didn't understand the the total physics of, of everything at the time of what, you know, yeah. when you're not an archer, you don't know what, what right. has to go into that. And, you know, eliminating that spine on, on anything when you're having uh, wraps of material. Right. That's what creates the spine, spine. to begin with. Right. And if you have something that doesn't overlap or, or when you're wrapping something like that and you start off your mandrel itself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't come clear up to that edge to where it's the same, the same yep, thickness, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as what you get is you get a, a real prominent spine in, right. the, in the whole thing. And that was one of the problems for a long time with, with, you know, graphite arrow shafts is figuring out exactly it, you try to eliminate spine totally on, mm. on an arrow shaft. You want it, it because you don't want it to fly uneven. Exactly. Know? Exactly. And, you know, trying to set up the arrow shaft itself, right. it, you know, when it goes through a flexural, uh, you want everything to be the same. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of technology that goes into carbon fiber stuff. And I think they've really got that down these days, you know. I mean, sure. And the thickness, the weight, there's so many options out there for carbon shafts that, and you can get them tuned to your bow. Sure, sure. Pretty specifically. And, and that's what Todd can help you do is make sure you get the right weight mm -hmm. and, I guess, flexibility to your shaft for your particular bow. Right. And then one of the things you'll do, like I was having a little trouble, and so we, I went down there and he fixed me up. But um, we shot some arrows, and then he tuned tuned the bow, made sure they were flying correct out of my bow. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so he he just knows that stuff really well, and he he keeps up with the industry and knows what's new and what what works best for somebody. There's there's oh man, I'll tell you what, there's some interesting things. You know, I wear glasses. I got bifocals. And one of the problems I had is, um, as I my eyesight went, got worse. My prescription for seeing in distance makes it hard for me to see close. Right. I can't wear these when I'm on a computer. Sure. Because it's blurry. So I have a yeah. prescription that's like half. Yeah. Of what these are, just mm -hmm. so I can work on a computer. He said that they now make a little lens that goes in the peep side of your bow for guys like me, old, blind. <laughs> <laughs> that um lets you see your pin your pins and your target and it's all clear huh I'll so you get this it's a lint you can put it in there so i had him order me one it's going to be kind of expensive there's a kit and you can change actually the lenses i think you can there's might be even like different colors for uv filters yeah. just like you would on a camera but you can pop those in there and pop them out i guess they screw in it screws in and screws out mm -hmm. so if you were to get snow or something in it and you're panicked yeah. because you can't see you could just screw it out real quick but right supposedly you can see your pins better and your target without it being blurry which is my problem <laughs> i gotta tell you so no more excuses <laughs> yeah right exactly the, the, the stuff that they have today you know we used to bow hunt back in the day when you didn't have to pick and choose a, a, a weapon. Yeah, right. 
right in this state get a deer tag and yeah, you can hunt whenever a, yeah you can hunt whenever you can hunt with a bow you can hunt with a muzzle or you can hunt with everything let's I, do that again i like that oh, it was a lot of fun <laughs> but when they made you start picking and choosing you know you, you had to but the technology that they've come from from back then to oh. you know they they had oh. they had just we we had we had some of the first compound bows that were yep. out there, you know. Same, yeah. Easton's and all sorts yep. of, you know, bear, different. the old yeah. bear bow. Oh yeah, yep. and, and man, the stuff that they have today, I, hell, oh. it's like shooting a gun. So get this, you guys. So I go down there. I I've been I've had this bow for a while. I sh- I sh- I've shot Martin forever, but this particular one I've probably had eight eight years now almost 10 and that's quite a while for a bow usually should update and so he goes i told him i said i want a new bow this year but can't can't afford it this year because you know shit anymore they're like oh you're gonna spend on on a decent bow just 1500 bucks bare minimum yeah Yeah. that's not all the accoutrements you know you're talking two grand anyway he goes oh what you need is a carbon bow (laughs) And he pulls this one out of the, and hands it to me. I'm like, holy smokes. Light as a feather. Yeah. No seams. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I was like, all carbon? What the? Nice. He says when the, in the cold, you grab it, it's not cold. No, in the I... hot, you grab it, it's not hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well, dissipates heat. I know. Sure. Can yeah. you imagine? Oh, hey. It's you know, where it's at. Well, the thing is with with carbon fiber, you know, you can you can do things that you can't with a lot of other materials because it's lighter and stiffer per yep. weight than than most other materials, yep. and it's just a matter of making those bow limbs and stuff that are making yeah. with carbon today. Yeah, they're faster because oh, yeah. of the fact oh, yeah. that it's stiffer and lighter per weight. I mean, I always thought 300 feet per second was screaming fast, but I think they can do better than that now. I'd be curious. I didn't ask. I should have asked him, like, what do we get for speed on that one? Yeah, yeah. I think mine shoots something like 275, 280. Right. And now they're over 300. Oh, sure. I'm not screaming fast. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I can't wait. My bow, I'm ready to go. My bow is pretty nice, though. I mean, it it when I flick the safety off and, and <laughs> pull the trigger on that thing, I mean, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he has zero patience. Zero, none. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> we got things to do. Oh God. Last season of Alone was pretty cool. Oh wow, wasn't that and awesome? I'll, I'll, Alone, you know, they, they have to use all bow and just basically scavenge what they want. It's on the History Channel. Bobby, you watched a previous season of it, didn't you? Yeah. This last one was awesome. Britton oh, and I, we were so, keeping track. Yeah. Yeah, so we watched we watched it every Thursday night, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, that could be a segment on here, because they just started a Australia one. Right. Oh, man. That so it's got... be... <laughs> Yeah, but they're, they're dropping and like they're, flies. They, they can't. Yeah, they, they're it's rough. They can't shoot anything. They have to trap everything. Yeah, they got to trap or catch, and it's just a yeah. mud. It's a mud bog for one thing where they're living. Where, where it they doesn't at? look comfortable. Tasmania. Oof. Yeah, the, but you know what? That that's that's a, a good wet area. I mean, they should be able super to wet. Fishing, um, water everywhere, mud everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're having a hard time. I mean, they got the one gal got an eel. Guy got a trout, and 
so far no one else has gotten anything else. I mean, uh, there's not berries no. to eat. There's, I mean, they're not finding anything. They get, they got wallabies and uh, oh yeah, Tasmanian devils. <laughs> Those are cool. I don't know what else. What else they got, Britain? Wombats. 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 Yeah, that's about it. And they're just not finding, but they're dropping like flies, and it's only day three. Oh, man. I think they're down to like <laughs> six or something. Is it, is, it, is it during the hot season or cold? Well, I would say rainy season. Rainy <laughs> season seems to probably rain. cold. Yeah. It rains every so, yeah. yeah, I think it's coming out of their summer. Yeah, they, it's, they, there's a lot of humidity down there. Well, yeah, if you it, in that in that uh, summer season down there, they, man, they would die. Oh, it I would mean, be terrible. Oh, it'd be hideous. Bugs and and going into that that hot. I mean, it's just wet everywhere. It is. So yeah. it's plenty of water. It's, a, yeah, it's buggy. Well, one thing that's interesting to me is, you know, I think they vet these people a little bit. You know, sure, they're supposed to have some outdoor sense. Yeah. But there was one woman who left because she's like, I can't get any water, and it's yeah. raining, and the water's running off her tarp. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like a stream, and I'm like, go put your can under that tarp over there and get yourself some water. <laughs> Every day you could get fresh water just from rain. Yeah, yeah. So that's not the issue. Really, it's about food. I think she just she wasn't prepared, and, and I was just like, what? I love that show, though. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one that just finished, uh, it was a fishing game. Yeah, it they, was. If you had a gill net, that was like, well... You know, the gill nets worked well, and then um, the fishing was consistent. It wasn't out off the chain, but it uh, a lot of lake trout. And oh, yeah. A couple guys got some really nice northern pike. Pike, yeah. Huh, nice. And that's That was what they were surviving on. They didn't really get – did they – the mice. And it's funny, though, the old boy from the Georgia or yeah. wherever he was from the south, he kept calling them rats. Got me yeah, a he's... rat. Yeah. <laughs> He was awesome. <laughs> got me a yeah, rat. Yeah, he, he got like two birds and the rest were just rats. 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 And he la- he got he lasted third longest. He did. He did really well. He also had a, a lot of weight coming in. He did. And he lost a but, lot of weight. But yeah, he had a hard time. He couldn't get fish. I think it is. No, a little... he, he, he didn't catch a single fish. No, really. it's, it's really the luck of the draw where they put you because sure. some of them are on points and in the lake and sure. you have an area they can only travel so far anyway but they're and when you're conserving calories yeah. you can't be traveling you can't be traveling a long way it's not very smart but some of some of them got good fishing and others had i mean there wasn't a fish with a gill net right not a right. fish you know so and he was one of them it's been a while since anyone's got big game on that show i know it they uh right in the beginning some guy had you know he had a couple shots like back-to-back days on some bear, whiff, whiff, whiff. He he hadn't been down to, to Big River Archery to get dialed in. I know. Yeah. He wasn't dialed in, was he? No. <laughs> you know, I will, t- I will admit, though, some of those guys and oh, gals well, on there, they can shoot that bow that, like you that, can't believe. The season before, the one yeah. that I just finished up, my God, they they killed more grouse than anything. Oh yeah, and they, shooting squirrels right in the head. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, that's good shooting with a re, you with bet. a recurve. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, know. you'd either get good or you'd starve. You, <laughs> you're dang right. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, well, the a guy without spoiling spoiler alert for the last season, if uh, 
yet seen it yet, but he just stopped eating. He said, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And he went like, what, three, four weeks oh, yeah. to finish the show yep. and a fast and won. Yeah. I know. He didn't even keep a fire. No. no. That was, that was bizarre. I couldn't believe it. And well, at the end, he finally started a fire and realized that all those paint cans that he found like early on when yeah. he first, you know, <laughs> right when he's about to win this thing, he almost kills himself with yeah, a, yeah, a toxic fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fun. Anyway, that, that's a fun show. It goes kind of hand in hand with the podcast. Uh, we'll get Richie. We're going to apply Richie to get on yeah. there and uh, I'm, I'm, see how, how, how long he lasts. I, honestly, I was half thinking about it when it first started. I'm like, I want to try that. Yeah. Maybe maybe the three maybe the three of us should go out there with a GoPro and see how long we can last off the push. <laughs> a, a special episode. First person to go three weeks wins. We, uh, w- w- wins wins your last hunting pack. We would. Uh, yeah. Wins the last hunting pack. We we'd end up eating Britain. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you got. He's lost some weight. I know he has. Yeah, he's lost it's, some uh, weight. Yeah, there, there's there's less uh, fat on there, but uh, I I still probably taste delicious. So. <laughs> I'm talking about last resort, you know, Donner party kind of thing. <laughs> Donner party up in the clock. <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be the Donner party. It'd be the yeah. clockum party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we get to choose our weapon though. None of these regulations, right? And, yeah, there you and go. it's it's a free for all. It's we a free for all. You get whatever, you whatever want. you get. Yeah, I got my AR-15 coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you shoot all your bullets in one fell swoop. <laughs> yeah, one clip. Well, guys, uh, this was a decent attempt at our first remote podcast. Hopefully, it turns out okay. And for those who uh, hate how it sounds, let us know because then we'll uh, do our best to make it sound better. What do we got? What do we got coming up? Well, let's what's your preview uh, of what you guys are actually hunting for this year? So, what are your hunts looking like? So, I'm taking off here in a couple days. Here we are in the last few days of August, and I'm going down to Oregon. My brother's gonna elk hunt there a little while in our spot we've been hunting forever. I can't hunt there because it's draw. draw. Imagine that. Yeah. So, I think my brother can shoot a cow, and then. Um, Cause he's a resident and then uh, I'm going to hunt bears cause I have bear tech and then we're going to come back and then we're taking off to Montana and I might not come back guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about building a cabin there this time and just staying there in the woods. Well, oh, we had no idea when you were coming back last time either. I know cause there's no cell service there. It's awesome. I'm going to just disappear <laughs> into the terrain. You won't know where we're I like- went. We were calling your parents, like, hey, uh, do you know if she's alive or when he's coming back? <laughs> nope, have no idea. That's how I like it. Yeah. Bob, Bob is just going to do his backyard hunts. Yeah. What's the deal with yeah. the second deer tag? Oh, I, you know. Are you going to fill it? No. Oh, man. No. I, I, I could have filled it the, the first day I went out. And I honestly. It was too small, you said. Well, I, it too small. You didn't really ugly. want to shoot one. Why did you. Somebody else, like myself, who wanted to get that tag, could have got the tag. You know what? I, I saved a deer. Jeez. I saved a deer. I could have. I could have oh, shot eight sure. different animals on on the the first day that I went out. And quite honestly, when it was ninety three degrees, and you know the animals are coming out of they, they've got that that 
partial summer coat starting to go into fall coat. They look like they've been drugged through a knothole backwards. And I just I just didn't get excited. And, you know, you see a doe with two, two fawns. Well, you're and, not supposed to do that. Yeah, He's but, getting you know. soft. He is. Holy cow. <laughs> he, is, he is getting soft. <laughs> he, sees, he sees a volume and decides to keep it at volume. I know. <laughs> What's the deal? Uh, no, I it just it just didn't excite me. So I. Uh, so, well, I'm sure you'll find a unicorn. So. Oh yeah. Luck. No, I I I will find a unicorn. There's no problem with that. <laughs> I will find one. But uh, I think I'm going to go down to uh, Herbs and go uh, fish for a couple days down there off the mouth of the Deschutes in the middle of the month. All those fish oh, are coming and, through. So. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, especially with herb. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you if you run, you know, you run the fish right through the motor. He loves it. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Or oh, if you let like a sturgeon try to hop into another boat, loves yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Control your tuna. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, well, I'm just along for the ride. I uh, sounds like I'm gonna fish at some point this week, and then. Uh, nothing really on the calendar until uh first week of october when we go on a fishing road trip which is gonna be fun yeah yeah that's gonna be fun i'm excited willapa bay or no grays harbor oh yeah yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna fish grays, grays harbor and then we'll go fish the snohomish uh richie's gonna be with us for a portion of that trip and yeah. uh, we'll do some filming for that and then uh yeah hopefully stock the freezer full of some some uh, nice coho so yeah all right well you guys gotta go get to work yep yeah unfortunately i'm at work <laughs> so are we do are you sitting in your underwear no i put shorts on this morning for you okay okay good okay, good yeah. <laughs> don't tilt that camera down he, we don't want to see he told me he told me last week when he came up he goes Man, this kind of sucks having to put clothes on in the morning and going to work. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Lulus on. I do. Yeah, he does. I got my Lulus on. No, all these aren't Lulus. Yeah, I know that. Just to be clear. The work from home life's not terrible. I got a window, yeah. which is huge. Didn't didn't have a window in my last office cubicle. And uh, so the window's nice, even though it's freaking gray and yeah. muggy and gross outside because it's the west side. I love it. Uh, He's going to drive him insane. Oh, you yeah. watch. You just get used to it. Oh, I know. Well, I've been, since I moved down here, it's been, you know, beautiful, sunny, and 90 every day. It's like, oh, it's just home, right? And then that just, you know, that the was lulling you to in. Colors already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leaves are starting to change. They're falling on the ground, which I hate. And then, uh, you know, it's windy, like, most of the day. And then it sprinkles. And then you get in the car and go to, like, chiropractor appointment or something. And it's, like, an hour trip to go 15 miles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for bearing with us during this trial run of our remote podcast. We're determined to, you know, they really, really want me to still be a part of this. So we're going to make this work. Um, I don't know about re it, really. It was really. it was kind of fun picking on him. It is picking, yeah, it is fun picking on him. <laughs> I was well, you guys picked on me, and then you guys talked about how good of a fisherman I am. <laughs> oh, oh, well, oh. we 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 wait we had minute, to wait we minute. had to end on a positive note, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
ideally if we get this dialed in we'll be doing more podcasts yeah and uh it'll be a lot easier we might even help bobby figure out how to do it remotely that might take a couple of years but <laughs> if we got him a, a headset like yours you know beam me up scotty we could set him at his computer well he's got one it might be too noisy in there we might have to have him he might have to do it at home as well we'll all be at home saturday morning special coffee sessions yeah there you go mm. good idea all right guys well, uh, be sure to go follow us on social media at Max Lure, at Herod Outdoors. Be sure to go check out uh, Todd West at Big River Archery. Um, they're located in East Wenatchee for all of your archery needs. We will be back with another episode very soon, right? Soon? Yeah, we'll be yeah. back with another episode soon because we're going to get this dialed. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>